0: It's time to grow the entire space, and I think we're going to do that if we can get everybody in a room together and and talk about the future in a collaborative way.
1: Welcome to Podland, the last word in podcasting news. It's Thursday, the 12th of May, 2022. I'm James Cridland, the editor of podnews.net. And I'm Sam Sethi, the MD of
0: River Radio. Hey, this is Tom Webster, and I'll be on the show a little bit later to talk about my new role at Sounds Profitable.
1: He will. Podland is sponsored by Squadcast, the remote recording studio that your audience will love. It lets you create high-quality audio and video content just by using your browser. We're using it now, and it's also got some clever Dolby stuff in there too. And we're sponsored by Buzzsprout, podcast hosting made easy. Last week, 3,437 people started a podcast with Buzzsprout. You can too at buzzsprout.com, and because Buzzsprout supports chapters and transcripts, we do too. Podland is where you and i review the latest news from the podcasting industry but sometimes
2: the industry creates its own news this week tom webster has announced where he's going to be going last week we talked about him leaving edison research and this week he's announced he's joining sounds profitable with the wonderful brian barletta friend of the show i thought it would be a great idea for us to catch up with tom and find out why he left Uh, Edison Research, why he's joining Brian. And again, I suppose more importantly, what is his plans going forward?
0: It's Tom Webster. Hi, Sam.
2: Tom, I love that presentation you gave at Podcast Movement. It was humorous, it was informative. It also had a little twist in it where you put podcasting has gone down slightly over the last few months probably coming out of COVID. But the bigger shock, of course, is that you have stepped down from Edison Research. The infinite dial is no longer infinite. Where are you moving to?
0: Well, I I must say quickly that the infinite dial will continue, and I hope for many, many years. Uh, it started before I began with Edison, and I believe it will continue just fine without me. But I've decided to move to join Brian Barletta as a partner at Sounds Profitable to expand what Sounds Profitable's purview is, and hopefully try to make podcasting a little bit better for everybody.
2: How did it come about?
0: Eh, It's been a long gestation. You know, it really kind of first approached me in early February, and I thought about it for a long time. You know, I I certainly consulted my Edison colleagues about it, and uh, it was really about the week of podcast movement that I decided, you know, I think the time is right, and... I've been at Edison for 18 years and as a part of my role there I have to do a lot of things. I work in a lot of industries. I do research in a lot of fields, not just podcasting. But I really enjoy podcasting and partnering with Brian gives me the opportunity to focus my attention 100% on it. And so let's see what we can do.
2: I'm excited as well for it because you know Brian is a force of nature since he started I mean adding yourself to that roster along with Ariel Nissenblatt and a few other people in there. Sounds like an amazing group. Now, let's just take a step back. You said 18 years at Edison. I know that when I read your article yesterday, you started out doing radio research before you got into podcasting. And there's a lovely synchronicity about your announcement. You were talking about the first podcast you ever listened to. And as it turned out this week, that podcast reached its 1,600th episode.
0: Yeah, it's Geek News Central Podcast Hall of Famer, Todd Cochran. I'm pretty sure that was the first podcast that I discovered, and it was really early days. It was probably the very end of 2004, and uh, Todd was just getting started, but he was talking about things that you weren't going to hear on broadcast radio, and at that time, a lot of my portfolio was broadcast radio. and I got excited about the, the content, but more importantly to me was the behavior of listening to something that is more interesting to you personally, perhaps, but being able to listen to it wherever and whenever you want it. Now, of course, back in those days, listening to a podcast was not so straightforward. When I was downloading Todd's show on my PowerBook or whatever I had back then, and then syncing it to an iPod, which also just got discontinued this week. And of course, now things are are much, much easier. And of course, the behavior's really taken off. So
2: over the 18 years that you've been researching and focusing on podcasting, What's the one thing that stood out for you because I've only really been podcasting, let's say about five years and in the five years I've been involved in podcasting, I've seen massive growth, massive change. Did it when you first start out, have a a hiatus and then a stagnation period or was it consistently growing?
0: Yeah, the last five years, Sam have indeed been the most consequential over that span, I think, Uh, you know, really the first 10 years or so it grew linearly steadily but not radically. And the one thing I've always maintained about podcasting is it's never really had its big rollout, its big sort of public, this is what a podcast is, and and this is why you should want to listen to it. It's always been sort of organic word of mouth. Most podcast promotion today is in the body of another podcast. So I don't think it's ever really had that sort of grand introduction to the world, certainly not here in America. And I don't think uh, necessarily where you are in the UK, although... Uh, you've had more of a tradition of catch-up radio, as it's called, I think, especially with the BBC. But the past five years have definitely been more more consequential. There's been more investment in the space. That's brought more content. That's brought more advertising interest. Uh, and that's really what's driven things.
2: Talking of advertising, we're, we're getting to see the IAB advertising, the sixth annual report saying that the next couple of years, certainly by 2024, we're going to see a fourfold increase in the revenues from podcasting. Is that something that you were seeing at Edison as well? Is that growth in brands coming to podcasting?
0: It's still got a ways to catch up and uh, I'm not a big forecaster. My career has been based on describing the present day as accurate as I can. So I don't know that it's going to increase fourfold. I know that won't happen by itself. And that's something that Brian and I are going to be very focused on at Sounds Profitable is to remove as many obstacles as we can to those dollars getting into podcasting. Because right now, if you look at the dollars flowing into podcasting versus the dollars flowing into broadcast radio, and you compare the listening to the two, podcasting is still punching way below its weight. I I saw iHeart's revenues were announced this week and podcasting was, I think, 8% of their overall revenue. Maybe that should be higher, right? I don't think revenues are going Mm. up in radio. So I think it, it it will get there. I don't know the timeline that it will get there, but it will get there when some of the obstacles to monetizing all of podcasting, I think are removed and, and the way is smoothed. What's the biggest
2: obstacle then in your opinion?
0: Yeah, I think there's tremendous opportunity for programmatic advertising in podcasting. And right now it's getting, it's getting a bad rap and it's getting that for two reasons. Number one, I think a lack of understanding of what it can do. But also I I think a lack of execution, programmatic got a lot better on things like Facebook, your Facebook ads seven or eight years ago were absolutely terrible. And now I I don't think a week goes by that I either don't buy or am tempted to buy something I see on Facebook. And we will get there, I think with programmatic and podcasting, it doesn't have to suck, but there are still some obstacles to, to overcome there to open up the entire, you know, catalog of, of podcasting to programmatic because right now the top shows are selling out. There's no inventory on the very top shows. There's only so many of those shows and there's a giant long tail. Again, that's something Brian and I are really keen on is getting everybody paid. If it's going to increase fourfold, then it, something has to kick that. And we hope to be a part of that process, no matter how small.
2: You've put four key pillars down as what you're going to focus on first one was insightful content what do you mean by that
0: simply i'm I'm folding my newsletter i hear things into sounds profitable okay. i'm going to be writing there brian's obviously going to be writing there we've got some really talented guest writers coming in and and of course we have folks like ariel nissenblatt and in evo Terra working with us as well we're really going to be beefing up the the, the content kayla as well who writes good data for for brian So, you know, that's all going to be folded together. I hear things is going to be a part of that, so that won't exist on its own anymore. So that's certainly, that's the foundational pillar, I think, of everything that we do is the content that we produce.
2: You talk about unmissable events. What's the plan there?
0: Yeah, we have something that we're going to announce very soon. I can't announce it just yet, but it's going to be a significant announcement, I will say. We really want to get together the leaders in the business of podcasting, get them all together in a room. And make some deals, talk about what's holding us all back and work on growing the entire garden. And I think a, a lot of the players in the space have been very good at increasing their own audience and claiming share and, and things like that. It's time to, it's time to grow the entire space. And I think we're going to do that if we can get everybody in a room together and, and talk about the future in a collaborative way. I, I think the industry used to be more collaborative. It got a little more competitive and that's normal. It should be competitive. We all need to compete but i also think we need to talk about what the industry as a whole needs to do to make sure that the space continues to grow and thrive
2: we talked briefly about advertising growing and we talked about clearly sponsorship within the way that sounds profitable monetizes itself but where do you stand in the subscription model is that something that's still um early doors it's just embryonic or is that something that you think no that's never going to quite take off we're always going to have this ad model
0: we're always going to have all the models and that's true of any thriving medium it's not it's a false choice right it's the more the more revenue models that we can unlock for creators and the more healthy the ecosystem is going to be the only limit on subscriptions is the is the tolerance of the general public to continue to pay for access to content and convenience. And everything that I've seen in the research that I've looked at from Edison research the past several years is that we have not reached the limit of that demand. There has been an incredible rise in subscription content, right? I, you, If you were to ask people three years ago, are you going to subscribe to YouTube Premium? You'd probably get a lot of no's. Three years later, as many of us have gotten sick of our content being interrupted by ads, I think a lot of people have signed up for it. Uh, A lot of people have subscribed to Spotify, a lot of people have subscribed to things like Audible and other premium content and especially premium audio services. So the limit of that is going to be the limit of our tolerance to continue to do that. And I don't know, maybe there's a future where that money that we used to pay to Netflix is now replaced by an audio service. So that, that could also happen.
2: Talking of Netflix, talking of other platforms, new players in the market. Where do you stand? And we were all disappointed with YouTube at Podcast Movement when we expected some big announcement and it was a, it was basically a fluff piece about how great they are. But we've heard in recent weeks of other platforms starting to bring videos. Certainly Spotify is now opening the video door through Anchor. James broke the news about YouTube doing the same. Where will we be... Fast forward six months now, I know you're not Mystic Meg and you're not going to be predicting the future, but where do you see video playing out in this space? You must have some thoughts given your research background.
0: Yeah, I think it's possible that YouTube got uh, shocked into the space a little bit earlier than they were planning, I think more than anything, because I don't think they're going to ignore the space. It would be delightful if they accepted RSS feeds. There's what podcasters want, and then there's what happens when that collides with the marketplace and and with an audience. And the one thing I would say overarching all of that, Sam, and I talked a little bit about this at Podcast Movement, is that TikTok is eating the world. TikTok is eating your lunch right now. And so uh, what is happening with TikTok is it is, it is fed a behavior of incredibly passive lean back listening. And you can talk about short attention spans all you want not one of the, the folks listening to this podcast, myself included, has not sat back in bed and lost an hour to TikTok.
2: Oh yeah, 10, oh, we'll 15 seconds often. at a time.
0: <laughs> so it's not about short attention spans. The only thing that we have short attention spans for is crap. And yeah. the, the, what I would suggest about things like TikTok and YouTube is they may not be the primary platforms where people consume podcasts. But I think they're crucial to the discovery of your content. YouTube is the greatest content search engine there is. It's fantastic at recommendations and things like that. And I don't think you're going to want to dump your podcast on TikTok. That's not the mode mentally that people are in when they're scrolling TikTok, but you can build a brand on TikTok and you can tell a story in 60 seconds. And if you're really good at that, then you have a chance at, at longer form, although I would suggest the skill to tell a story like that in 60 seconds will serve you well in podcasting and and tighten up your content even more i don't think people should just be dumping their shows onto video platforms without some thought but i do think they're important to discovery so they're worth that thought
2: yeah spotify i don't know if you saw i'm sure you have there was a beta leak of their new ui which is very much a scrolling up, down, I suppose I, mean, I called it the Tinder look, you're just going, oh, I like that podcast. But what, what I loved about it was uh, it picked that 60 second trailer, TikTok flavor. I can listen to this podcast, I get the trailer at 60 seconds or less, and then I can make a decision on it. Because most of us stick with our three or four podcasts and change is not something that most people do. So do you see much more shorter discovery mechanisms Spotify being one, TikTok another. Or is there another mechanism we will all come up with to, to fix the biggest problem everyone says in podcasting, which is discovery?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that podcasting the medium has a discovery problem. Your podcast has a discovery problem. And I don't mean yours specifically, oh, Sam.
2: Well, no, but mine specifically, with James with, has a massive it, problem. <laughs> but
0: all of ours do, right? Your a specific podcast has has a quote unquote discovery problem, but it's not really a discovery problem. It's a I don't care to search it out problem. And that's a demand issue. I think the the Spotify UI is quite clever because it combines the TikTok style interface, which is addictive with the fact that you are, if you are in it, you are in the mode to want to listen to something. So I do think it's extremely valuable. I I think there's room for more of that in, in open podcasting as well. And then the other thing that's really not really uh, been explored to the extent that I think it could be. Is the presence of podcasting in other media. So much of podcasting promotion right now depends on being promoted in podcasts. And that's not really going to grow the space beyond kind of the natural organic development. Finding ways to get podcasting into other media that's going to require spending some money, that's going to require some collaboration. That's the other, I think, really important path to discovery.
2: Yeah, I interviewed uh, Steve Cooper from uh, the Crowd Network last week. He was the producer of uh, uh, the Peter Crouch podcast from the BBC. What they found was they were getting downloads of 500,000 to 600,000 per episode, based on what you just said, they were putting ads of the podcast into TV programs or into radio shows or into websites, and that's what brought the uh, crowd to the podcast, not putting it into another podcast.
0: Yeah, we've seen that with some of the commercial radio broadcasters here in the United States have turned into some of the biggest podcasters. I mentioned iHeart Odyssey is certainly one of them. Cumulus, and they have this kind of advantage. I don't think you could listen to an iHeart station for for a year without hearing something promoting the Ron Burgundy podcast, and that is a, a bit of an advantage. But it's also something that is available to all. With money, you can do everything, and. I don't know that the industry has spent that money in that way. iHeart has spent inventory. Odyssey and Cumulus have spent inventory. But it's things like that are really going to boost the growth of podcasting discovery because I firmly believe there's a podcast for everyone. You just don't know it.
2: Okay, last two questions, Tom. What are some of your favorite podcasts then? What do you listen to?
0: I listen to a ton of sports podcasts, actually. I, I listen to uh, the Bill Simmons podcast. I listen to Dan Levitard's podcast here. I listen to a music podcast every week from some of your countrymen, the Anjuna Deep Edition. They have a great music label that I love. I listen to Podland. Not sure if oh, you've heard thank of that you very one. very much. Yeah.
2: yeah maybe switch that one up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, why would I do that? But I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I wish I had the time to listen to more, but I wouldn't say I'm at the top end of podcast listening, but I'm certainly in the upper half. Yeah,
2: you're not in that Edison Research super fan level. Five. I think is what you guys called it. Wasn't it five or five hours
0: hours a week or more? I'm probably right at that cusp, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I I would be higher than that, but it's hard to do when I'm talking to you, Sam.
2: (laughs) Now, last question. What are you most excited about for podcasting in the next six to 12 months? What have you seen through your time? What are you looking forward to most?
0: Yeah. In the short term, Brian and I are going to be releasing our first study through Sounds Profitable, and we're actively soliciting sponsorships for that now. It's, it's going to be called The Creators. And it's going to be the first credible scientific look at who is making podcasts. That's actually not an easy piece of information to get, but we have managed to do that in partnership with Edison. And I think establishing who the creators are as a benchmark is going to be an important step in establishing the creator space and establishing the market with independent podcasters to try and grow that side of the spectrum from a revenue standpoint. I don't think, I'm not rooting for Spotify or SiriusXM or iHeart or any of those companies to shrink. I want them all to get everything they can, but I want that for the independent creators as well because that's still the vast majority of podcasts. And the first step in unlocking that is telling people who they are That was the first step in podcasting period was to measure the space and talk about who's listening to podcasts. And I think this will be an important first step there as well.
2: Cool. Quickly remind everyone, if they want to get in contact with you, how do they do that now?
0: Yeah. If they want to do that now, I'm on Twitter at Webby 2001, where I've been for a very long time. You can certainly find me at soundsprofitable.com and the same on LinkedIn as well. So those are probably the best places to find me.
2: Tom? All I can say is I wish you and Brian the best of luck.
0: Cheers, Sam. Thank you.
1: Tom Webster, the new partner of Sounds Profitable. It's all very exciting. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed him talking about TikTok and how important that was and video and and basically saying, you know, don't necessarily upload everything there, but certainly it's a way where people might discover your new stuff. So uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting.
2: We have a TikTok channel, James. What should we do? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, I I think it's obviously you doing a little bit dancing on there. Uh, I think that would be a good thing. Um, So, yeah, one of the things he mentioned in there is that the first podcast that he ever listened to was Todd Cochran's Geek News Central, (laughs) getyouron.com, which hit episode 1,600 this week, which is brilliant. When I went back and had a look at some of the history of the word podcast, then um, Todd was one of the first people to actually use that word podcasts. So, uh, yeah, so that was a very exciting thing. And, of course, um, this week Apple have also announced the end of the iPod. The iPod will be no longer. What am I going to do now to test um, iPhone apps? I'm not going to have to buy an iPhone, am I? no my goodness no, you might. Who'd, have, who'd even have thought about it <laughs> do you
2: know anyone at apple who might give you one well,
1: <laughs> i know people at apple but whether or not they'll give me one i i would doubt that seriously but uh you know they, they keep on okay. saying you know how can we get you to use apple podcasts well you know uh, <laughs> i'm i'm holding an android phone <laughs> the easiest thing is just to release something for the android phone but, uh, but they're not stupid. I'm sure that they'll end up doing that. Do you know any, uh, interesting, um, any interesting facts about uh, Tom Webster? Well, in my
2: research, trying to find out a little bit more about him, uh, Tom's done a card trick for Paula Abdul, shared a martini with Tom Jones. Now, that is very cool and sold vinyl to christopher walken i wish i'd known this before i interviewed him because they were the questions i rather <laughs> would have asked him how did he have a martini with tom jones but hey wow, maybe up. we'll ask him that in london when we see him
1: yeah <laughs> there's a thing wow yes because he will be um both um in malmo in sweden where i will be next week um for the radio days uh, europe conference and then he will be in london the week after um for podcast day in London so uh, yes we should definitely ask him uh, about Paul <laughs> sing. gosh there's a thing <laughs> uh, opposites attract and all that oh
2: yes very good yes um yeah. James Thanks. I don't understand this next story so I'm gonna literally put it up there for you and then you can knock it out of the park because I don't really get it. Wondery is streaming some shows in Dolby Atmos. Now of course I understand Dolby is a sound uh, f- processing system um i'm not into what atmos is um i'm not into sure why Wandry is doing this other than it may sound better but the fact that no podcast app yet supports it means no one can hear it so why is Wandry supporting dolby atmos
1: well dolby atmos is a new way of recording audio it's um uh, it's sort of binaural sounds surround sound you know all of that kind of immersive experience um, and um, uh, in fact, quite a few people have been doing Dolby Atmos over the last um, couple of years. QCode has been doing a load of stuff, and we'll be able to have a listen to some QCode stuff when we're at the podcast show in London in, in a few weeks. There's a Dolby Atmos Experience Sound Studio. Um, and Steve from uh, Qcode will be over there uh, explaining what Dolby Atmos is all about. Guess I
2: better go to that one
1: then. Yeah, I know. I think that, that, that would be really interesting. Um, <laughs> there's also a Dolby Atmos equipped studio in the Middle East uh, that was run by uh, JBM, which was launched at the beginning of last month. And I notice in, in the. Um, in the disaster zone that is my email, I noticed that I actually got an invite to go and record a podcast in in their studio. Now, it was in Dubai. I'm assuming that they weren't going to pay for the flights, so I'm assuming that that was not going to happen. But you, you, you never know. Um, and there's also a uh, a new podcast from Kurt Co. as well, which has been uh, mastered in Dolby Atmos called Solar, which came out on March the 30th. But yeah, and the reason why Wondery is doing it is that Wondery has their own app, uh, the Wondery Plus app, which you can download. And that Wondery Plus app actually supports playback because you need an app to support playback for Dolby Atmos. And uh, doubtless, Dolby is earning money Uh, from every app that uh, Wondery sell. (laughs) So there is always that too. But I think, um, yeah, you need a specific app to listen to that Dolby Atmos uh, experience. But, uh, you know, certainly something that um, I'm sure people are very excited about and very excited working on.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wonder how this compares to Apple's spatial audio that was supposed to be sort of surround sound. and uh, Because they announced that a little while back But again, you know, I haven't really heard much in that format.
1: I think one of the problems, as I understand it, with uh, Apple Spatial Audio and with Dolby Atmos is just the file sizes get very, very large. And so one of the things, perhaps, is that we might need to think about how we deliver those. Um, uh, you, You know, would you use a normal podcast host for those? Would you expect somebody like Apple to host the audio files and to do some fancy re-encoding of those audio files, I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's all kinds of interesting questions. And I think, uh, you know, I'd I'd like to learn a little bit more about Dolby Atmos. So I'll certainly be diving into their their fancy studio at at the podcast show in London in a couple of weeks.
2: Mm. I, I, I guess with the fact that a lot more crime and story-based podcasts are coming. I think there's a trend I was reading that there's less talking heads, sort of celebrity-based podcasting, and more of it's going to the documentary format. I guess having a sound experience in your ear that actually changes as you move or changes as... Things change in the audio would be really cool.
1: Yeah, I think you know anything that uh, plays around with audio and works um, in a more immersive way, in a more interesting way, is I think certainly worthwhile having a look at. And you know, binaural um, sound uh, is quite a thing when you listen to a really well recorded binaural piece of uh, of uh, audio. And um, and I'm sure that these other services, you know, will sound, will sound really good too. Mm. Now,
2: uh, we announced last week that Squadcast was one of our new sponsors. So thanks to the guys there, Rock and Zach. Um, they've also got some new changes, though, coming out, James, to Squadcast.
1: Yes, version 5 is just around the corner. We're promised more tools for collaboration. They're talking about teams and shows. And they say it's the biggest update yet for Squadcast. But also... As Zach Moreno said in their podcast Between Two Mics, we're also getting a new Squadcast logo. This update is a—it's
0: exactly that. It's an update of our previous logo, but it's got some improvements to it that make it look equally as awesome on like small screens, on um, small sizes and big sizes. And uh, and then also just to be communicate more clearly what, what we do. We we have a new typeface in our new design system and the logo is also in that updated typeface.
2: Meanwhile, uh, our other sponsor, Buzzsprout, has nothing new to announce. Sorry, Buzzsprout, but we did try.
0: Nothing, but
1: for good reason, though, actually, uh, because they are working on something a little bigger. Uh, I heard Kevin Finn say this on Buzzcast.
0: Yeah, so we've got a pretty good-sized staff here at Buzzsprout, and we're all working 40 hours a week every week, and we're cranking away on new podcast features all the time. So we we have been working on a project for a couple of work cycles here. When I say work cycle, it means a six-week segment at a time. Oftentimes, you'll see us talk about new stuff that drops, and we talk about it here on BuzzCast. But we haven't talked about stuff in a while because what we're working on currently has taken more than one work cycle to complete. So there is active development going on, and it's super exciting, but nothing to announce just yet. We just don't announce stuff before it's ready to go.
1: So I'm looking forward to that, whatever it is. It'll be very interesting. (laughs) And now, the
2: sixth annual IAB USA podcast advertising revenue study was published. Uh, It shows US podcast ad revenue growth increasing dramatically. During 2021, it hit 1.4 billion, but revenues are forecast to hit 4.2 billion in 2024, James. That's a fairly dramatic increase.
1: Yeah, there's a real growth in terms of podcast ad revenue. So this time last year, their figures that they had released were around 840 million, I think, from memory, somewhere around that sort of area. So the fact that they've nearly doubled in a year is quite a thing. Um, and the fact that they are going to go up, I mean, you know, I i, I'm, I never really trust forecasts because who knows what might happen, like a massive world recession. Um, but uh, certainly seeing the increase over the last 12 months has been really interesting. Um, and, uh, and the other thing that they really went into was how the podcast world has changed in terms of where that money comes from. So there's a real shift now into dynamically inserted advertising that now accounts for 84% of revenue, um, which it never used to. It used to be below half. And there's a real growth of pre-roll ads as well, which are now responsible for a third of income. So um, yeah, real changes. And it's a really interesting report, well worth a read. You need to Uh, register in order to read it but registration is free Uh, well worth a read because there's some really interesting uh, stuff about what uh, the industry is doing and how it's changing what will
2: be the driver behind that is it brands now suddenly waking up to podcasting or is it uh, agencies going this is a great safe place to put my brand budget? What is it?
1: Yeah, I think quite a lot of it is around ad agencies and ad buyers understanding now a lot more about podcasting, understanding how to buy it, understanding what it's good for and everything else. And I think, you know, this comes back to what Tom was saying earlier about wanting to collaborate, wanting to work together. Um, And um, yes, you know, we can still be a competitive industry, but actually collaboration is really important. And, you know, he was talking a lot about, Um, uh, working together to see what the industry as a whole needs to do. And I think that that uh, makes a bunch of sense. And, you know, certainly you can see here real benefit from doing exactly that. Um, So exciting stuff from the IB, I think.
2: Moving on, iHeartMedia's podcast business brought in $69 million during the first quarter. That's 12% of total revenue. Its radio business, though, brought in $416 million. So, you know, massively bigger. The company posted, however, a net loss of $48.7 million. Uh, for the quarter?
1: Yeah, a net loss is uh, a little bit worrying for iHeartMedia. They've um, uh, historically always had a large amount of loans with the bank, so they don't want more of that. No wonder that their stock price went down a little bit. But 12% of total revenue is quite a thing for iHeartMedia's podcast business. They've got loads of radio stations. They will always be the cash cow for, you know, many years to come. But actually seeing iHeartMedia's podcast business growing so much um, is really interesting. And it shows that it was a very canny move of them to basically split the company in two a couple of years ago. One part of that company being brand new stuff that is very exciting, and the other part of that business being our bread and butter, but uh, we're going to manage decline in terms of that, which is, of course, their radio stations. So, you know, really interesting seeing that uh, growth and, um, you know, iHeartMedia clearly going in the right direction, I think. Now, meanwhile,
2: their competitor, Cumulus Media, uh, has had a hostile bid rejected of $1.2 billion Mm. from a consortium wanting to take it private. I'm not a... um person who's listened to cumulus media what do they do james
1: they run a bunch of radio stations um you're probably familiar with with westwood one i i think cumulus media has a bit of a branding issue because you know you look at cumulus media they have westwood one i think they also have another uh, network um, brand as well in there, and it's all um, it's all a little bit messy. Um, I wish it was just under one brand; that would make make uh, my life an awful lot easier. But they are a big, big broadcaster and a big uh, owner of uh, podcasts as well. And nice to see that there is interest uh, in terms of uh, taking them private, in terms of you know splashing 1.2 billion dollars. It clearly shows that there's life in uh radio broadcast yet which is always a nice thing to see indeed now uh spotify uh
2: they seem to be sort of announcing stuff all over the place so i thought we'd have a quick roundup um the first one is spotify is to close spotify stations uh it was a lean back music radio experience a bit like pandora's app um but it first launched in your part of the world, James, down in Australia in 2018. And certainly, I mean, it must have been aimed at you, James, because it was only on Android as well.
1: Yes, I never never downloaded it. No, I did. I downloaded it. I played with it for about three seconds, and I thought, this is functionality which is already in the main Spotify app, so why on earth, uh, what's the point of this? But it was essentially there to see if they could kill Pandora. Now, Pandora is doing a very good job of killing itself. It's a (laughs) uh, radio service, you know, it just plays nonstop music. Um, quite a lot of people are you know deserting it now Um, but you know I I mean one of the taxis that I was in in uh, LA when I was out in LA with you uh, a month or two ago uh, they were listening to Pandora still so clearly Pandora is still a thing um, but certainly that audience is declining Um, and um, you know Spotify are doing i think they're doing you know a sensible job i think they're trying things they're seeing what works seeing what doesn't and jumping out of the things that don't uh, as soon as they can and that's probably not such a bad plan really sounds
2: a bit like facebook move fast and break things you know start multiple projects and end them when they don't seem to grow Um, although that never seemed to work for facebook
1: yeah or indeed google yeah (laughs) Spotify's also done, a, I mean, a bunch of other things as well. It's uh, testing a new homepage layout. Uh, Chris Messina, a friend of the show, uh, has uh, spotted, which allows a toggle between music and podcasts, which is nice. It looks a bit ugly, to be honest. But nevertheless, um, they're busy sort of trying it out and testing it and seeing whether or not that works. They've been doing a bunch of stuff around um, getting your podcast featured on Spotify, what kind of uh, forms you need to fill out and everything, else. I, and everything else. I noticed something today, even some of the people behind the podcast uh, editorial team are, um, you know, saying what, what they like and what they don't like and everything else. So they're clearly doing uh, quite a lot of work there. The things that I'm interested in, Ian, actually are some of the industry things that Spotify is doing outside of the US. So they recently ran a podcast conference, which was an entire day's worth of um, talking about podcasting uh, in Berlin, in Germany, which was interesting. They got a bunch of uh, interesting people there, including Dawn Ostroff actually uh, traveled all the way over to Germany, as far as I can see, um, to end up taking part. Um, But the real thing that I'm uh, fascinated by is the Swedish podcast report, um, which they published. Um, They've published it in uh, English and in uh, Swedish uh, as well. Thank heavens. Um, And they're showing some really high figures. I mean, as you would expect from uh, Spotify, some really high figures in terms of um, the amount of people who are listening to podcasting in Sweden. Fifty four percent. Uh, of uh, Swedish people from 18 to 80 are listening to podcasts regularly um, and uh, in terms of the platforms um, Spotify tell us that Spotify is the most popular platform uh, in uh, Sweden 60% of people using that um, SR Play which is run by uh, Swedish Radio is at number two Apple Podcasts is, is at number three and you know what even if it w- even if it wasn't Spotify telling us that I think that would probably still be the right sort of uh, thing so um You know, I think Spotify is doing some really interesting work there. Um, It's published by a guy who is head of content Nordics for Spotify called Johan Seidefors. Um, uh, That's vaguely how you pronounce his name. I'm going to have to get better because I'm actually interviewing Johan. Um, uh, in the next week uh, at uh, Radio Days uh, Europe um, in Sweden. Um, So uh, very much looking forward to uh, having a chat with him. I I, I talked with him um, over the last couple of days about all kinds of things. He sees uh, Spotify and radio kind of working together, but also not kind of working together. He very much sees audio having a moment um, and sees there being real opportunities for audio. Um, and, you know, and, and I think that that's a, a fascinating thing. So I'm really looking forward to talking with uh, Johan. But great to see Spotify doing a little bit of work there for all of the industry mm. as well.
2: Lots of stuff going on with Spotify. As I said, I mean, I do think, you know, we give them a little bit of a kick now and again. But they are trying to move the needle forward quite dramatically for podcasting. So I suppose we better sometimes praise them when they're doing the work as well. <music> Okay, some quick news. TikTok, which we were talking about with uh, Tom Webster, is to launch an ad revenue sharing program for creators. Now, I only mentioned that because clearly they're moving into, they already generate 11 billion plus uh, ad revenue. Um, So this is just going to create it as a moral um revenue generating platform um maybe i better get my dancing shoes on james forrest and, and start putting those ads
1: up yeah maybe you had it's uh, certainly something of course that youtube has been doing for a while so interesting seeing tiktok doing that Um, But, you know, you have to be careful with these numbers um, because, uh, as Adam Bowie pointed out, he saw an article in the UK's Observer newspaper claiming that Shagged Married Annoyed, uh, which is a big podcast in the UK, has more than 100 million listeners. And uh, Adam wrote a long blog, which you'll find in our show notes um, at podland.news, saying that that's probably not what they mean. They probably mean more than 100 million listens rather than (laughs) listeners and that's a kind of important change so uh, it's a good piece from uh, adam if you haven't yet Mm. read that now in africa uh
2: new data is to be released this week from the 2022 africa podcasting report um, James, have you had a sneak peek of that at all?
1: Um, I haven't had a sneak peek. A sneak peek. It's actually happening uh, today, later on uh, today, as we record this. I haven't had a sneak peek, but uh, I will have it in Pod News tomorrow on Friday, which will be coming to you from Darwin in the Northern Territory, a place where I've never been. So I'm looking forward to going there and putting a Pod News together uh, from there. Um, but uh, you know, uh, great to see data coming out of uh, of uh, Africa, it's an incredibly vibrant place for audio, so it'll be good to end up seeing that. Acast is also changing the way that it is advertising or that it is selling advertising. Uh, and this is pretty cool. Uh, there's a long blog post from their VP of advertising product, Chris Wistow, uh, who says that instead of you buying shows essentially by their show, show title, so if it's a, if it's a true crime podcast, then you know roughly what kind of audience you're going to get, instead of doing that, they're doing a lot of transcripts, they're doing a lot of hard work to basically work out what each podcast is about. So if you or I start talking about um, roast chicken and really tasty roast chicken and where to Buy nice tasty roast chicken from um then that opens up uh you know automatically people who want to advertise uh, around you know roast chickens will be able to do uh that with a cast so they're actually changing the way that they um sell advertising quite um uh you know quite quite uh, dramatically actually uh so interesting they're calling it conversational targeting which is a fancy name but uh, looks pretty good to me
2: mm, we'll see what the uh results are though in terms of uh the revenue they generate but yeah another way of tra- targeting it should be quite cool now an audio book startup launched last year by three founders of acast mm, i i don't know anything about this james um can you tell me more are they called a uh, sesame
1: i think I I think that's what I've read, although they are are Swedish, so who knows? (laughs) It may may be something completely different. But yeah, so uh, Sesame is really interesting. It's a way of selling audiobooks. So uh, basically, you know, you go in and you buy an audiobook and it'll cost you $7 and that's it. And there you go. And you've bought your audiobook. And what they're pointing out is that podcasts, there seems to be two plans at the moment. One plan is that you get podcasts free with lots of advertising. The other plan is that you spend money per month on podcasting. And that's also a plan. But actually, there is a third way. And so what these people are talking about, what Sesame is talking about, is selling uh, podcasts um, in terms of a one off payment. So you will pay a one off payment for, I don't know, a series of podcasts, and that's that. So you don't have a monthly subscription. And I think, you know, as we move into a recession, as we clearly are going to go for a little bit, um, it's probably a very canny move. So, um, yeah, it's a- possibly a company to watch i uh, this, this company sesame was launched last year by three founders of acast what i don't quite understand is i think these are founders of acast that have moved on from acast i don't think it's people who are still working at acast but i may well be very wrong there i'm i'm uh, a little bit uh, uh, i'm a little bit ignorant in terms of the people involved but it seems like a very clever idea
2: quick news here podbean has added single click submission to iHeartRadio radio player fm and samsung free um and in our show notes we list all the podcast directories and how to submit to all of the podcasts
1: yes and patreon have also unveiled an update to the audio tab in the patreon mobile app uh so um uh, the, if you remember this, this was Substack doing this last week this week it's patreon doing exactly the same sort of work so clearly everybody's Uh, hovering around podcasters and trying to work out how to make money out of those things. And Alexa. Mm. Um, Do you have an Alexa smart speaker?
2: I'd like to say I have one. No, I've got six. Yeah.
1: Oh and they're my. all around the house mm. although i've got seven google speakers so
2: <laughs> there
1: is always that why mention uh, alexa then sam well
2: it says here and, and if it's true then that's quite worrying alexa uh, are you going to sell this conversation to someone uh, it seems that uh, everything you ask your alexa smart speaker is now being sold to more than 40 advertisers and this is in the verge today
1: And it's goodbye to an old friend, isn't it, uh, Sam? Uh, Goodbye to an old uh, Apple friend this week.
2: Well, yeah, uh, as we said earlier, the Apple iPod Touch uh, is to be discontinued after 20 years um but thankfully the word podcast is not to be discontinued it seems but the first uh, generation model if you cast your mind back you've probably still got one in your drawer james if you have a look um it was in october 2001 it had a 5 gig capacity uh, complete with a firewire connection to transfer music files do you actually have one, James, in your drawer?
1: No, I think I got the second or the third one, the one that worked with USB and the one that you could connect a, um, yeah, a Windows computer to. And I liked it so much that um, I then went to buy an Apple computer. So the first Apple computer that I bought was um, as a direct result of uh, I really liked the Apple iPod. Um, and I was in, um, I was on holiday in San Francisco, and I went into the Apple store, and I thought, mm, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to buy one of these. Um, so uh, yeah, so and I wonder actually how much um, Apple's success has been because of that uh, brand halo of a product that just worked really well, the Apple iPod, and taking that and going, well, if that works so well, then their Apple computers are going to work pretty well as well. Um, so yeah, we will, we will miss the, uh, the iPod touch. I have one just here, uh, which I use for testing, um, iPhone apps. So, um, it'll be a great shame. I'll need to buy an old iPhone on eBay or something. Um, or, you know, or just be really nice to my friend at Apple. Uh. (laughs) No, I'll, I'll, go buy, I'll go and buy a second-hand thing off ebay quite possibly
2: there's some people moving around the industry james uh ben calhoun will join the new york times as executive producer of the daily sounds like a great job he worked for the for this american life and wbez or z chicago and serial productions so congratulations ben
1: yes it's definitely wbez and not WBZ. they'll look at you in a strange way if you do that <laughs> uh congratulations to marissa rives who is now director of sports podcasts at sirius xm and nick southwell Keeley, who is now working at sony music entertainment moved over from Acast, um uh and uh steph baron sanderson who's also uh now working for sony music entertainment she is uh US Head of Branded Podcasts, and she's moved from Meet Cute. The one that I'm most excited actually about is Catherine Hutchison, um, who has joined Acast in the UK, or Acast UK Plus as they call it, as Group Business Director. Um, Catherine, uh, I know her as Cat, uh, she joins from a career in radio sales in the UK, Scott FM and Virgin and Absolute and Jack, and she's an excellent person, and it's really good to see a good person moving into podcasting. So... Many congratulations, Catnap, as we used to call her, um, but uh, <laughs> Catherine Hutchison um, joining uh, Acast.
2: Maybe you can get her on for an interview, James, as you know her so well. Tech Corner now, very quickly. Uh, a couple of products have come to market. One's called Noise Destroyer. It's a new website and app that removes background noise from your audio and video files to isolate just the sound of your voice.
1: Yes, it's pretty cool, and it works quite nicely by the looks of things. I'm sure that we will see more of those in the future. I launched a new thing as well this week, which is a podcast trailers you did. Uh, RSS feed. Uh, you can find out more at podnews.net slash trailers. Um, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of treading quite carefully with it at the moment. It's not in Apple Podcasts, although it is in a podcast index-powered app. So if you're running a new podcast app, you'll find it in there. Just search for new podcast trailers. But it's completely automatic, built from any podcast that I mention in Pod News. Uh, that. Uh, day, um, and so it's just a great way for you to find new podcasts to go and uh, and, and uh, have a listen to, so I rather enjoyed doing that
2: mm, I'll be subscribing straight away
1: I bet you won't
2: I bet I will, because <laughs> I'm in the mode right now, right now I'm in the mode of trying to discover new ways of making podcasts interesting, because yeah. I think I've got stuck in the mud a little bit so yes, well. I'm listening to lots and actually, trailers might help me, so, bleh <laughs> <laughs> well you literally going to have one subscriber. Um now moving forward. Podcast details is a new website visualizing shows and data. Um I did go and have a look at this because you put a link to the visualization of Podland uh, and also Adam and Dave's uh podcast in zero. I thought it was quite interesting. They've got cloud tags um and they've got various other ways of looking at who or what the data is doing around podland i thought it was very cool
1: yeah it's w- well worth a, a little peek and it shows when episodes come out and all of that and the various lengths of uh, episodes so um yeah so that's uh, good to take a look at and it's free as well um if you're using the Shure mv7 um which is a fancy microphone that uh, i'm talking to you through right now uh, then they've recently released a new firmware for that um so i would go and upgrade that. Just open the Motive app to update it. Um, Here's a real gotcha. If you open the Motive app to update it, it will start upgrading the firmware for you. And then it'll say, oh, we've got an update to the app as well. And if you press stop and, and update the app and it might break your microphone, <laughs> so I wouldn't do that. I would update the app yeah. first. But anyway, um, so worthwhile giving that a go. Um, and um, according to, this, this was pretty cool. Uh, according to a case study from Voltage, uh, who is a company that looks after uh, Lightning uh, payments, podcasters are earning more than $40,000 a day, that's a million sats per day, using boosts and boostergrams, uh, which is an incredible figure. Um, so uh, if true, that's that's amazing. Uh, and it reports that more than 6,400 podcasts are enabled for value for value. Um, so um, a tremendous figure. So really, really pleased to see that. Well,
2: that's a nice intro, James, into your favourite part of the show. It's Boostergram Corner. And now it's time
1: for the boost, 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 boost. boost. <coughs> Gram Corner. It's too much. Oh yes, it's BoosterGram Corner. Kyrin from the Mere Mortals podcast has sent us a boost. It's a double one-double one sats. I forget what that is. I should probably read these up before I, uh, (laughs) before we record this bit. But anyway, uh, Kyren says, whoops, I've been slack in supporting the Boostergram Corner." You have. On the mere mortals, we just did a value for value transparency episode and we realised we've almost reached one million sats over the three shows. It's amazing how far and fast this is rolling. Yeah, absolutely it is. Uh, Tremendously far and fast. So uh, Kyren, thank you and uh, that's very, uh, that's very good of you.
2: Yeah, and we got, uh 3, sats thanks you from oscar mary looking forward to meeting him in london in a few weeks time uh he said uh, you can start giving your guests splits on fountain i know that that's what he did uh, he was a guest on adam and dave's podcast and yeah he got splits they gave him money back for being a guest on their show
1: indeed as did i as well and don't start that trend w- <laughs> and worthwhile mentioning uh we would do that if buzzsprout supported it it um, and uh, we don't do it because Buzz Sprout doesn't. But uh, if we could, then uh, we'd love to do that. So that's a nice thing. He also really liked your interview with Steve Jones as well. Uh, you do a good interview, oh, thank Mr. Sammy. So, uh, yeah, and a grumpy booster gram from uh, Dave Jones, the Pod Sage, <laughs> uh, with a, a big rush boost. And he says, Sam, don't make oh me dear. come over there and set up your umbral for you, I'll do it. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I mean, you know.
2: I've got you coming over now, haven't I? Tech support's coming over from Australia.
1: <laughs> well, yes, I may well be over in your house. Maybe may, maybe we'll be doing this show from your house next week. Uh-huh. Um, from the, yes, from the Sam, Sam Sethi Towers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see if uh see if we can get that done tell me what get albi is
2: well i uh, would Sam. love to because adam tweeted he said i've set up my adam at dot wallet took a shout and now i have almost forty thousand sats so i thought oh that sounds interesting so i went on to uh, getalbi.com com, and you can go and set up a lightning wallet very quickly you can even link it james to your umbral as well uh, so i've copied adam and i now have sam at getalby.com and actually if i do link it to uh, the umbral then yes in theory i should be able to use it within fountain as well and use it as uh, my Ooh i suppose lightning wallet
1: yeah it looks really interesting it's got a pretty picture of a b um uh, and you might think therefore that alby is, spell- is spelled is spelt a-l-b-e-e but it isn't uh it's a-l-b-y alby.com um <laughs> but, oh, excellent well i will go and uh, have a play with that i've got no idea how you earn sats from it but nevertheless um <laughs> worthwhile taking a peek at so uh thank you for uh thank you for spotting that that looks interesting
2: now moving on event corner uh less than a week James you're packing well you're not packing as we speak but you're about to go and pack aren't you Um, because you're on your way over to Europe.
1: Yes, my flight is, at, um, is is early tomorrow. I'm hoping that I've done the right thing in terms of Covid tests by not having one, uh, because I don't think I need one. But I'm turning up at the airport very early, just in case tomorrow. Uh, who knows? Um, and then I'm going over to, um, to Radio Days Europe in Malmö. But um, even so, Radio Days Asia has just announced its dates, which are September the 6th to the 7th. I happen to know... A fair amount about this because I am one of the programming committee. Uh, It's going to be in Kuala Lumpur in KL. It's the third event for Radio Days Asia. Uh, It says here, including a high number of speakers about podcasting in the region. Uh, It's something that I'm uh, working with them to uh, get some really interesting podcasting uh, speakers uh, there. If you want cheap tickets, early bird tickets are available now. And you'll find those at radiodaysasia.com. All kinds of things going on in this part of the world as well. Because the New Zealand Podcasting Summit is on Saturday in Auckland um and uh, a ton of people are there uh, too which should be good yeah in austria
2: you've got another event called from hit radio uh, it's going to host what they call the first podcast festival in the country uh, creatives and meet creators will be held on june the 2nd in vienna
1: yes uh, hit radio dry which is a massive radio station there um, the And, of course, there's the podcast show, which is happening uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, it's uh, It says here it starts with a keynote from Pod News' editor, James Cridland. I'm on one of the many stages. Uh, and they've also shifted me slightly ah. so that it is no longer starting <laughs> with me. Um, it's starting with about six different people speaking at the same time. Uh, but uh, please do come along and uh, see me. I'll be saying something. I'm not quite sure what. Uh, and I've got until Thursday to get that sorted out. I'm. Um, Believe that if you use Code Pod News to save on your ticket, then you're too late. Um, but um, uh, you can always give that a go uh, just in case. Um, but we will definitely see you uh, at the podcast show 2022 in London in a couple of weeks' time. Sam and I will also be there. And
2: talking about you and I, James, on May the 24th, we will be holding a drinks in Trafalgar Square. Um, if you are coming along to uh, the podcast show in London, uh, drop us a line at comments at And yeah, we'll let you know the venue. Um, Lots of really interesting people already coming along to it. Um, So yeah, if you want to join us, please let us know that you're going to be there and uh, we'll give you the details.
1: Indeed, it's from six o'clock in the evening on the Tuesday. Uh, in, a, uh, in an invite-only venue in Trafalgar Square, just because, you know, we're not paying for everybody. But you're invited because you're listening. So comments at podlands.news is <laughs> exactly. uh, <it's> the, <laughs> the email address. Do uh, drop us a note. It would be great to see you if you're listening uh, to this. Uh, and if you happen to be going. Uh, So what else has happened for you this week uh, in Podland, Sam?
2: Well, now I can apologise to everyone who's listened to my awful podcasting today, so I do apologise. I have brain fog. I've been wine tasting for the last five days and cycling round Bordeaux. Uh, So um, (laughs) I'm not with it, James, today. The mouth and brain have not engaged very well today. So uh, massive apologies to everyone who's just been listening to this. Um, but it was wonderful yeah wine tasting around Bordeaux was very nice um, I can't complain uh, and we're off to uh, the Champagne region next that's our next tour so that'll be very lovely
1: well uh, yes well I'm I'm off to Denmark and off to uh, Sweden and off to London and to South Wales and various other places as well over the next couple of weeks um, slightly nervous about how I'm going to keep Pod news going slightly nervous about how we're going to do Podland and all of that, um, but all of that it's all quite fun. So uh, yes, so very much looking forward to that. If you will be um, uh, in uh, either in uh, Radio Days uh, Europe or indeed at podcast show, then uh, it'll be lovely to bump into you. And, uh, please do uh, drop me an email.
2: Hey, we might be able to do the uh, Podland from the Crafty Tug next week when you're over. Ah, you can try it there if you want.
1: Crikey just imagine that imagine that uh if you're a new listener the crafty tug is a boat and not a euphemism (laughs) and that's it for this week if you like podland tell others to visit tell your friends on twitter linkedin facebook uh tiktok or wherever you are
2: you can also email us at comments at Podland News, and you'll also find all our previous shows and interviews at podland.news.
1: Yes, if you want daily news, you should get Pod News. The newsletter is free at podnews.net. The podcast can be found in your podcast app, and all the stories we've discussed on Podland today are in the show notes. We use chapters and transcripts too. Our music is from Ignite
2: Jingles, and we're hosted and sponsored by our good friends Buzzsprout and Squadcast. Keep listening.